You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Okay, let's move on to these preseason games. Okay. Let's start with the first game. We had some games on late last week, right? The Bills game. I'm sorry, no, the Texans game, right? Texans played. The Seahawks played. The Texans, you know, it was interesting that their running back rotation, uh, Damian Pierce didn't play, right? That That's what you want to see. Devin Singletary did play. And he played with the first team. But he was leaving the field on third downs for Dario Ogunbowale, which is interesting, right? You would think that Devin Singletary would just stay on the field for those third downs if you thought that he would be the guy on third downs, you know, if assuming Damian Pierce was playing. So what happens in week one? Is Devin Singletary just a backup? on early downs? And is Dario Ogunbowale the third down back? Is Damian Pierce going to get a little third down action? He is a good pass blocker. So, this is interesting to me. Right? The fact that Damian Pierce got the night off is good news for him. You know, he, he I'm more confident in Damian Pierce going into this year. I might move him up. Actually, I already did. I moved him up a little bit in my rankings yesterday. Okay. Um, same team, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he he ran a route on, you know, pretty much every pass play. He was on the field for every pass play. This is what you want to see. Uh, if you were thinking about taking Dalton Schultz later in drafts as a late-round tight end, um, you know, we'll see what the quality of this offense is. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't amazing with the starters, but obviously, you know, CJ Stroud, you know, looking at that first read a little bit too long. That's all right. Hopefully he can get past that. Hopefully it's not an Ohio State thing. <laughs> Hate to say it. Um, but Dalton Schultz, you know, if he's on the field for every pass play, he's getting like a 75-80% route participation. He should be a top 12 tight end or at least a low end top 12 tight end. If you guys hear that noise, those are the ships in, in the ocean that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> Zach Charbonnet, uh, he did not start for the Seahawks. DJ Dallas got the start, which is uh, interesting. Maybe he will get the start next week, assuming that Kenneth Walker still can't go because of that groin injury. By the way, Kenneth Walker uh, still not, you know, doing you know team drills yet. He's back at practice, so that's good news. So he's making a little bit of progress. We'll see how much progress he can make, but as of right now, he's not back. 
it's possible he stays out another week. I would assume that's the, that that's going to be the case. That he won't be he won't be playing next week. We'll see if Zach Charbonnet can move up past EJ Dallas, earn it, and get the start. Okay, um, I wouldn't be concerned just yet, but something to monitor. Moving on to the Packers, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, are the guys. All right, they they played two wide receiver sets. They were in the, the you know the first team actually played. In this game, right, Jordan Love, all those guys, Aaron Jones, he played just for one snap, and he left, okay? <laughs> he had one play. He called it a night, and then A.J. Dillon just stayed out there. Okay, what, what does this tell you? It tells you that Aaron Jones is the guy, okay? A.J. Dillon would be around. He'll be taking a little bit of snaps away, but Aaron Jones, 65% of snaps, lock it in, okay? He's probably pretty, you know, undervalued right now going into this year. But, yeah, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, those are the two starters in 12 personnel. Two wide receivers in the field. Those are the guys in the field. Jaden Reed, he won the slot job. So he comes in. He was coming on the field in three wide receiver sets. He's a slot guy. Um, then you have Luke Musgrave, who ran around on 80% of dropbacks with the first team. He was on the field for 100% of snaps. This is becoming a theme now with Luke Musgrave. So, you know, if you're going to take a late-round shot on Musgrave, I think you should. Okay, he's a fast, athletic tight end. Looked good at the Senior Bowl, and they have full trust in him. And if he, if he's running around eighty percent of dropbacks on Week One, he's going to finish as the top twelve tight end. Okay, it's going to happen. So they're giving a lot of faith in in this rookie. So I would take advantage. Okay. Uh, moving on to the Bengals here. Now there's an it's a competition between Chase Brown, the rookie, late round rookie, fifth round pick, and Chris Evans for the competition, for for the second running back role behind Joe Mixon, okay? These two guys are rotated by drive, okay? So it, it's a clear competition here, which means that there's not like this, I'm going to use the word delineation so much, but there's no real delineation between roles here. It seems like they just want to see who is going to be the better running back behind Joe Mixon, okay? I think Chris Evans is the more versatile guy, um, but I think Chase Brown, you know, is more of the, you know, I can handle a big workload type of guy, as he did last year, right? I think he had the most carries among all the running backs, right, in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the NCAA. So, you know, Evans did break a big play, so maybe he has a little bit of a leg up right now, or the upper hand, I should say. <laughs> right? So, yeah, it's a competition behind them. There's no clear handcuff at the moment, but it does also seem like you know, if Joe Mixon were to get hurt, we could see a little bit of a, uh, you know, of a rotation and not necessarily one hank of taking all the work, which would, which kind of sucks. I was targeting Chase Brown, you know, at the end of drafts because I thought that he would be the clear guy. But if that's not going to be the case and we continue to see this, even if one of these guys win the competition, it's probably likely that it'll be like a two-man show, right? If there was a clear guy today, then maybe I'll be comfortable calling one of them the handcuff. But I don't right now. All right, moving on to Miami. So Devin Chain, right, he seems like he has more to prove to the coaching staff. He didn't play until the second quarter. Uh, he continued playing into the third quarter, right? That's not really what you want to see uh, if you're going to invest in a running back. Obviously, he's a rookie. They want to see what they got in game situations. Um what you want to see in the next game now is that he plays with the starters. 
right? Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Dude, do you guys hear those ships? Um, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Whoa, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Do you guys hear that? I'm sure you do. The boat's just honking. Honking over there. All right, anyway. A little, a little distracting, I'm sorry. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson both got the night off, okay, while Devin Chain played into the third quarter of a preseason game, okay? That's something to, you know, keep in mind, okay? Um, I wouldn't give up just yet, but it's worth knowing where he's at. Now, the good thing is that he was using all situations. Run game, he was, he was targeted a bunch, but, you know, it wasn't from Tua. It wasn't from the first team. So something to, something to keep in mind, Okay. So, um, I'm still okay taking him, you know, in the in the ninth round, tenth round, as that as a shot. But if this continues, I, I'm I'm not sure if I do. Um, it's it, you know I, I would assume that they're going to use him big time, given his draft capital, given his skill set, and given what we heard out of camp. So I'm assuming that this is going to get a lot better. This situation is going to get a lot better. But there's no competition between him and someone like James Cook, for example, who you know they were going relatively close to each other, right? Uh, in drafts a little, a little while ago. All right, Jalen Warren uh, rotated with Najee Harris quite a bit, mostly on long downs, but also on early downs, like on third longs and you know second longs. Not Jalen was on the on the field. He also was on the field for a first and ten, so he stayed on the field for that. So that's not ma- amazing, right? And this is kind of what we predicted a little bit. We thought that this was possible, so we could see Jalen Warren involved a little bit more now. Could Najee Harris finish as like a low-end RB, RB1? Yeah, I think he can. You know, but it's not a slam dunk. I would be, feel more comfortable with him as a high-end RB2. Okay? Uh, but Jalen Warren seems to be the guy on passing downs right now. That's the role he played last year. But we could see him, you know, get a little bump up in work this year. Remember, he was one of the more efficient rookie running backs last year. Okay. In both the run game and the receiving game. Uh, a little bit of interesting tight end usage there in Pittsburgh, right? Um, you know, Pat Frymuth, you know, one of my breakout tight end picks. Uh, he was rotating a little bit with the other Steelers tight ends. Uh, only a uh, 70% route participation. You know, not what you really want to see. Um, he needs like, you know, that needs to go up if he's going to break out, right? Um, you had Darnell Washington, you know, in near the goal line. Right, you know, in in that in those situations, we could see Darnell Washington on the field getting those snaps, getting those runs, you know. So it, it is possible that, and the beat report is also reporting that you know he will be a red zone target. Right, he's mainly a blocker, you know. So inside the twenties, you might not see a lot of Darnell Washington running routes. That'll most likely be Pat Fryermuth, and Pat Fryermuth, you know, he is a big reception guy. So that pop, that could be the case, but I would love to see him involved more near the goal line and get more route participation. Hopefully that's the case, but you know, not amazing. You know, even Sam Laporta, you look at what what they did, seventy five percent route participation. That that that's great. You know, for for a rookie tight end. You know, so you're looking you're looking at Sam Laporta, solid. You're looking at Luke Musgrave, extremely solid in terms of their usage. Pat Frymuth. You know, it's only one preseason game, but some of the monitor. I'll be monitoring monitoring that going into the second preseason game. Hopefully we see him, you know, with a little bit more rap participation. Because if he doesn't get it, 
it's kind of in line with what we saw last year. And I think that route participation needs to go up a little bit uh, in order for me to feel confident in him, you know, really, really breaking out this year and him, you know, being comfortable as my my tight end. Like, he'll still be a tight end one, but it, does he have the upside to crack, like, the top four, top five, right? That route participation would have to go up. He would be, you know, he was a candidate to do that, to take that next step into the potential, like, near elite category. But right now, uh, I'm having doubts. So let's hope that that moves up just a little bit. Okay. Jameer Gibbs, you know, he played every snap with the starters, you know, with their, you know, with uh, David Montgomery didn't play in this game. Okay. Jameer Gibbs did. And, you know, that's good for David Montgomery. David Montgomery, you know, is obviously going to be very involved. He's going to be involved in the run game, the pass game, goal line, right? So he, he's, he's, he's a good running back that is going to – he's a solid running back who's going to get a lot of work on a good offense, okay? But Jameer Gibbs, he played every single snap with the starters, which is awesome, right? That's what, exactly what you want to see. Samaj P. Ryan, he did the same thing for the Broncos, right? Javante didn't play, right? So Samaj P. Ryan playing the every down role is exactly what you want to see because if Javante gets banged up, Samaj P. Ryan is going to be the every down guy, and oh my goodness, the, the, you know he's going to be, you know he's an insane value right now, one of the best values. Javante, if he doesn't play week one, Samaj is going to get an every down workload, but. He might play. And even if he, even if he does play, Samaj is going to get a lot of work. Okay, so, like, this is good because it kind of shows you, for both Jameer Gibbs and Samaj P. Ryan, it shows you what the coaches envision for these guys. Like, they envision them being able to do everything, right? Any type of role. Well, I think with Jameer Gibbs, goal line has, you know, remains to be seen, but he could still be on the field in those situations, maybe running a route. But I don't know about pounding it up the middle. You know what I mean? Now, Antonio Gibson was somebody that I was looking at. I'm like, all right, Eric Bieniemy coming in. He's going to be playing play more. I, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Like, in this, in this preseason game, there was no indication that Gibson's role was going to change, you know, in terms of him being a primary back here. Okay? It seems like Brian Robinson is still the primary early down back. It seems like Gibson's just a passing down back, basically. Truly taking that J.D. McKissick role. But, you know, as you know, J.D. McKissick was one of the best pass catchers in the NFL. Extremely efficient, but, you know, he was rarely fantasy relevant, right? And if he was, it was a week that you didn't start him, right? So he's not really startable outside of, like, super deep PPR leagues. So, you know, Gibson might not get enough usage to warrant a mid-round pick, like that 9th, 10th round pick. I'm not sure if it's worth doing that as of right now. We'll see if that picks up, but as of now... It looks like Brian Robinson still very involved. And by the way, did you guys see Sam Howell? Sam Howell looked good. He looked comfortable. He looked like he was going to make plays. He wasn't staring down receivers. He has weapons. He can make a big jump here. Okay? So, I'm liking Sam Howell this year. I, I, I grabbed him as my QB3 in the multiple Superflex leagues. You know, I think he could do his thing this year. Looking good, man. All right, Broncos tight ends. So, Greg Dulcich, you know, Sean Payton talked him up like crazy. But Adam Troutman, he's running ahead of him right now, guys. Okay, Adam Troutman is running more routes than Greg Dulcich with the first team. There was a rotation there. Neither, you know, they, they might have their games, but right now, you can't start either guy. 
based on the based on what we saw in this preseason game. Okay, if Troutman's going to be running more routes than Greg Dulcich, and they're rotating in and out, that's not great. Maybe they're not showing their cards. But, you know, I would not feel comfortable right now grabbing Greg Dulcich and starting him week one. I would not feel comfortable doing that, okay? Just letting you guys know. Moving on to the Bears. Khalil Herbert, our guy, he played every snap for the starters. He's the Bears running back to target right now. Okay, this depth chart is going to continue to shake out. You know, you have Roshan Johnson. You know, he was the fourth running back on the field. He looked really good, by the way. But he does have some work to do to move his way up. Uh, Tristan Ebner got banged up, but he did play ahead of Roshan. I would assume Roshan's going to start moving ahead of Tristan very soon. You know, I'm, I, I don't know what that injury is like for Tristan. But either way, Roshan should move up. Um, Deontay Foreman was the second running back. You know, I, I, I think... It looks it, it could very well look like what we thought when Roshan was was drafted, and this being a Khalil Herbert Roshan Johnson backfield. That's still my prediction, and we'll see if that works out. You know, but Khalil Herbert's the guy. He played every single snap with the starters. Obviously, he had a long receiving touchdown from Justin Fields. You know, he just you know a little bit of a screen went all the way for a touchdown. He looked good, looked really good. So the fact that he was on the field for every snap, we didn't see a third down. So, you know, take that for what it is. But still, that's what you want to see. Khalil Herbert doing his thing. Okay. Um, he's going to move his way up draft boards. Okay. Be prepared. But I think it's worth grabbing him, even if he does move up a little bit. Um, another running back who played on every snap for the, with the starters, James Cook. That's what you want to see. Uh, there was no other competition there. Damian Harris is banged up. You know, what would have been the scenario if, if uh, Damian Harris was playing, I don't know, but it could have been the same or something similar. James Cook is one of the best running back values in the entire draft. I am trying to get him in every single draft I can. Great offense. Just just go get James Cook, okay? Dalton Kincaid played on every snap with the starters. That's good to hear. You know, these rookie tight ends, man. Laporta, 75% route participation. Uh, Luke Musgrave, 90% route participation, 100% of snaps. And now you have Dalton Kincaid, 100% of snaps, too, with the starters. That's what you want to see. These good offenses, especially Dalton. So if I had to pick one out of all these guys, it's going to be Dalton Kincaid. Okay, why? The Bills need a wide receiver, too. They don't have one right now. And if he's going to be running a snap on every single pass play or near near that, you know, be on the field for every snap, with his talent, he's going to produce. Josh Allen needs a wide receiver, too. And he's, it seems like he's going to be that guy. I'm taking him over Sam Laporta because Sam Laporta is 75% route participation, okay? It wasn't 80, it wasn't 85, okay? So if Dalton Kincaid is going to get a higher number than Laporta with a better quarterback throwing him the ball on an offense that needs another weapon, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. But I think Laporta will be great as well. And then Luke Musgrave, you know, like him too. Big time sleeper, okay? This might be the year of the rookie tight end. Super interesting. Because before, the, these rookies' tight ends don't pan out because they're not running a high route participation. There's no trust there. There's not enough trust there. But these coaches are trusting these three tight ends right now. And that's what ends up mattering for fantasy. Not because these rookies aren't talented. It's because these rookies were not usually, historically, have not been on the field running routes at a high route participation with all these other wide receivers. They are now. Okay? So it's a different situation. <laughs> You guys still hear these boats just, like, honking their horns? We're coming in. 
There's a big ship right now just coming into dock in Positano. That's what I'm saying. Positano. Beautiful town. Had an amazing dinner last night. Oh my goodness. Truffle ravioli. Are you kidding me? And I don't know what, what it is here with the mozzarella. Or the mozzarella. And the tomatoes. So fresh. I'm not even a tomato guy. But I'll eat like, just give me a tomato. I'll eat it like an apple out here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, moving on. Oh, stay with the bills, by the way. Uh, Deontay Hardy seems to have the upper hand right now at the, at the slot job for the bills, but the slot job might be more uh, of Dalton Kincaid's role. But between Deontay Hardy, who was competing with Khalil Shakir, for that wide receiver three roll, it seems like Deontay Hardy right now, he has the upper hand. Okay, so I wouldn't be drafting Khalil Shakir. If I'm drafting if in a deeper league, you need to draft some wide receivers. I would be I'd be looking at Deontay Hardy. Okay. All right, moving on to the Colts here. Not much to talk about. You know, Anthony Richardson looks solid, I think, personally. You know, that interception, you know, whatever. But that, that pass, man, he, you know, he's just trying to be aggressive, right? And that's fine. That's what you want to see, honestly. Um... But, you know, Alec Pierce did drop a touchdown. Nice throw, good location. Alec Pierce, you got to come down with that throw, buddy. Okay. By the way, Alec Pierce, he might be in for a little bit of a nice year. You know, good deep threat. Anthony Richardson, good deep ball. You know, just some of the monitor. Okay. We've seen that connection in practice. He dropped the ball. Doesn't mean that he won't, he won't catch him, you know, in the game when it matters. Okay. Anyway. I think Richardson looked good, you know, so I think he looked like one of the best rookie running backs this weekend, to be honest. He looked better than uh, CJ Stroud. That's for shout. All right, moving on. Um, what do we got here? That running back room, obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, they expect him back next week. Shane Sacken expects him back. We'll see if he actually plays. He still wants to trade, but, you know. I'm not sure if they're going to do that, so maybe he'll end up playing. But as of right now, he's still in the pup, but he is expected back next week, according to their head coach. But we'll see what happens. While he was out, though, you had Evan Hull, who was a sleeper of mine, three down back, looked good at the senior bowl, very versatile, one of the best pass-catching running backs in this draft. Uh, came, you know, Obviously drafted late, but he started this game for the Colts, okay, ahead of Deion Jackson. So, that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. Okay, so the fact that Evan Hall was out in the field, you know, that, that's, that's good to know. Okay, so he's somebody to look at in case Jonathan Taylor would ever get hurt. He might be the pickup there. Right? He, he really would. And he's somebody that who would get, you know, potentially targeted in the receiving game. Zach Moss obviously has that broken arm. So, Evan Hall making some waves here. Okay, and plus... Like, do we really think that, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, we've seen this story with Zach Moss before, right? Like, he's not going to be the guy, right? Anyway, moving on to the to the Panthers. 
Uh, so this wide receiver core, we've been trying to figure this out, right? DJ Shark started started with Adam Thielen, okay, and Jonathan Mingo. Those are the three starters. Thielen was in the slot. DJ Shark was the guy who left the field the quickest. His night was over the quickest. What does that tell me? Obviously, he's the most injury prone of all these guys. But what does that tell me? It tells me that DJ Shark is the is the guy that they're trying to protect here. They're trying to put the bubble wrap on the, as quick as possible. Why? Because he's probably the guy. It, it seems like he's been the guy that you know has had seen the most rapport uh, with his rookie quarterback, Bryce Young. So he was he left the field the most. So like he would be a target of mine. Feeling as a slot primary slot receiver. You know, I was hoping it was going to be Mingo. You know, I think he profiles more as a slot receiver. So the fact that Mingo might end up playing on the outside, I just don't love him as much. Uh, I would much rather pivot here and target Adam Thielen because he's running out of the slot. If that's going to be the case, Thielen over Mingo for me. You know, I'm changing my tune. I'm agreeing with Zach now. Okay. I assumed that Thielen was going to play on the outside like he did the past several seasons. But, yeah. It's those two guys, Thielen and DJ Shark. Take shots on both. All right, moving on. Now, actually, let's stay with that team real quick. Terrace Marshall, he tweaked something in his back at practice, okay? But Terrace Marshall also, and this happened obviously after the game, in practice, in a, in a practice after the game, not in the game. In the game, Terrace Marshall didn't come in until later. So he was not part of the initial starting uh, trio. Okay, so Terrace Marshall is not somebody that I'll be targeting. He could get on the field if there was an injury to, like, you know, DJ Shark or or uh, Mingo. He would probably, you know, start on the outside for these guys. But as of right now, not somebody I'm targeting. Okay, I know there's a lot of there's a there's a Terrace Marshall hive out there. I'm sorry. Um, Hayden Hurst ran around on every drop back. Okay, that's something to keep in mind. Okay. He might be a little bit of a sleeper here. If he's running a route on every drop back or, you know, close to it, obviously in games that never happens, you know, at most it's probably like 85%. Uh, and if that's the case, though, you got to, got to, got to pay attention. He could be the safety valve here, okay? A little bit of a sleeper. Trooper Hubbard, he played every snap. Sanders, Miles Sanders has a groin injury, and apparently they're going to take it slow. Week one is the target. Not him coming back next week. Week one is the target, okay? So week one's like a month from now. Okay, so this might be a little more serious than they thought. They're going to take it easy with him because they paid a lot of money. But, I mean, this isn't great. I think it's a little bit worse than they're letting on. Okay, but just so you know, Chuba Hubbard played every single snap with the first team. And they played a lot of snaps. Okay, he didn't leave the field. So something to keep in mind there. Okay, Chuba Hubbard. Keep that name in mind. In case Sanders can't go. <laughs> These ships, man. Oh, the ship's coming in. Ship's coming in, guys. Ship's coming in. By the way, if you want a, a picture of where I'm at and where I'm recording this podcast, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture on Instagram, uh, and you'll see exactly where I'm at and you know how I'm recording this. And um, not, not, you know, not to make you jealous or anything. You know, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to flex on you. But uh, just want to show you my situation. Want to share my joy with you guys. Okay, that's all. That's all. All right. Uh, moving on. 
Now, Travis Etienne was the guy uh, for the Jaguars. Okay, however, there was a a, a uh, third and short play. Okay, short down and distance play that Tank Dell came in for. Okay, that was his only snap, but he played with the first team. Okay, now why is that significant? Because Travis Etienne came back on the field after that. So why is that significant? Because he's the only, Tank Bigsby's the only running back that got on the field while the, the other running back, the veteran running back, was still playing. Every other rookie running back, the either the veteran wasn't playing in the game or their night was over. Not the case here. So this one snap is actually more significant than you think. And this is not because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, stay with my narrative of, like, Tank Beasley is going to, you know, ETN is overvalued, blah, blah, blah. Like, listen, man, I go into these situations with, you know, without any bias, okay? I think of what's possible. I look at the situation. I look at these preseason games. And it either confirms what I believed. It either completely negates what I believed or somewhere in the middle, okay? And I try my best to be extremely objective, Okay, like look at the Thielen Mingo situation. I've been talking to Mingo, and now like I'm out on Mingo. Why? Because I saw something that wasn't lining up with the narrative. Adam Thielen is a slot receiver now. Similar with Kendrick Miller. He's hurt. He's gonna miss valuable time. Um, I I can't justify, you know, going after him right now. Maybe he picks up later in the year. You know, Kamara gets hurt, but like in the beginning of the year, I just don't know if he's gonna be that guy. That's my concern there. So. I'll be a little bit concerned with ETN right now. Okay. We'll see if Tank Dell has a little bit more of, I'm sorry, Tank Bixby has a little bit more of a role in week two of preseason. Some of the monitor. Okay. Either way, Travis ETN is going to have a good role. And, you know, can he finish as an RB1? I don't know. But I think mid RB2 is kind of where I have him right now. And, like, if he gets a lot of touchdowns, you know, I can see that working out for him. But, if, if Tank Beastie is going to come in in the short yardage situations, yeah. Uh, those are called money touches uh, near the goal line, potentially. And uh, if that goes Tank's way, that would be amazing for Travis Etienne. Okay. Um, let's see. Kenneth Gainwell has been gaining some steam in camp, right? They've, you know, some beat reporters have been calling him. Like, they've been, they've been, some beat reporters have been saying that the Eagles lately in camp have been treating him and giving him work like a featured back. And he got the night off. Okay. DeAndre Swift got the start for the Eagles in this in this game. Complicated situation, right? You know? But if if Gamewell got the night off, and the beat reporters are talking about him getting a lot of work in camp <clears throat> with the first team, excuse me. Gamewell, you gotta add him to your late round sleeper list, okay? I know I haven't been in on Gamewell at all. I mean, in fact, I've, you know, scoffed at the idea of Gainwell playing over Swift or Gainwell playing over Rashad Penny. But Rashad Penny seems to be the odd man out right now. He's he's not playing as the primary early down running back that we predicted him to be. Okay, so right now, the two guys that I'm thinking of going after here is DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gainwell. And is Kenny Gainwell the best value among these guys like is it worth passing up on Swift to get Kenny Gainwell with like your last pick in your draft that's the question right now 
I, I haven't been overly targeting Swift, right? But I've grabbed him when he fell to like the seventh round. You know, late sixth round, I've been grabbing him because of his upside, RB1 upside. And I still believe he has that because he's that skilled. But the fact that Gainwell, you know, is getting a lot of touches with the first team, you know, this is a complicated situation. We might even see Rashad Penny get cut. We might even see Boston Scott get cut. Something, somebody's going to cut. And it's not going to be DeAndre Swift, and it's not going to be Kenny Gainwell. I think those are the two guys to target right now. Okay, so we have to pivot a little bit based on what we saw this preseason game and based on the fact that that Kenny Gainwell was a healthy scratch as well. Okay. Um, now, I talked about the Ravens' backfield. You know, J.K. Dobbins is back, right? He's back in practice. He's practicing. He had no leverage. He's going to kill it this year. But Justice Hill seems to be ahead of Gus Edwards on the depth chart. What does that mean? For all the people who are saying that Gus Edwards is going to be the guy, you know, like sharing the load 50-50 with J.K. Dobbins, like, this makes you think the opposite, right? Like, this makes it more likely that there's a big gap between J.K. Dobbins and the rest of this backfield. If Justice Hill is playing ahead of Gus Edwards, okay? And Justice Hill broke off a big run in this game. So, if he was already ahead of Dobbins, I mean, if he was already ahead of Gus Edwards and he broke off that big run... He probably is keeping that job as the RB2 behind Dobbins. Okay. And we know this offense coordinator likes to use the running backs in the pass game a little bit. So, Justice Hill could be seen as that guy who's a little bit more versatile than Gus Edwards. And he'll be used, you know, you know, with, you know, to spell JK a little bit. So, I'm wheels up for JK Dobbins, man. For real, for real. Um,. Yeah, we talked about Alvin Kamara already. You know, clear guy in every situation. Okay, I think, you know, with Kamara's rising ADP, man, he can still smash it. Okay, so, so just continue to continue to draft Alvin Kamara. Um, by the way, there was a goal line snap, and Alvin Kamara was on the field for that goal line snap and not Jamal Williams. Okay, something to keep in mind there. If you're drafting Jamal Williams. I mean, you can draft him for those first few games, but he's going to be an early down back grinder. Not going to be an RB1 player or anything like that, Okay. Just letting you guys know, this is not a slam dunk that he gets all the work while Kamara's out. If assuming that you know they don't sign another running back, and assuming that Kendrick Miller is still a little bit banged up. Okay. Um, moving on to the Vikings, Ty Chandler. He seems to be the clear RB two for the Vikings. He had a great performance: seventy six percent of snaps with the first team, twelve opportunities, seventy total yards, involved in the receiving game. Um, you know, three times, three targets for him, nine carries, and he looked good, okay? Is he a threat to Madison? I don't think so. But there might be a clear three-down handcuff situation here with Madison and then Ty, Ty Chandler. Okay, that's good to see. Do we see Ty Chandler working his way into the rotation a little bit with Madison? Maybe. But I, I think Madison gets like 70% of snaps. I really do. Okay, that's how I'm looking at the situation. You know, it was really cool to see, you know, A.T. Perry... With his performance, you know, not necessarily with the first team. You know, he did a lot of his work with with Jameis. Uh, still playing the first quarter, which is awesome. Um, you know, but pretty good performance, man. You know, 29-yard touchdown, uh, six catches, 70 yards. Uh, looked pretty good, man. Tank Dell, eight targets, five catches. The dude, the dude looked good, man. He had a touchdown himself. Great touchdown grab. And I think, like, you know, these guys, like, you know, look out for these guys. You know, they didn't play with the first team, but could be rising. You know, A.T. Perry, you know, I think he's a good ex-receiver, a little bit underrated. 
you know, out of Wake Forest. I think he's a good receiver. So, you know, we talked about him in the draft kit, you know, that you guys had. Uh, the rookie draft kit, you know, someone to pay attention to, okay? Especially on the Saints. Keep that in mind. I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. That was Those are the main takeaways from preseason. I hope you guys are doing well. And, you know, just I appreciate you guys so much. By the way, check out FantasyLife.com. Um, they have been providing so many, so many resources for us, route participation, all these things. Like, they have just been going in uh, on their tools. So make sure you go check FantasyLife.com out. Um, you know, they've been a good partner of ours, and, you know, I just want to make sure I shout them out, um, you know, because they've, they've really helped. And just in terms of, like, you know, figuring out this preseason and all that you know they you know matt lamarca put out an article lessons from the nfl preseason week one go go check that out um but yeah guys really appreciate you um by the way we're gonna have uh, Dwayne mcfarlane on the podcast very soon we're one of you know my favorite analysts by far like no, no one's even close he'll be on the podcast uh at the end of this week so uh you know i can't wait to have him on to you know break things down have a little bit of a different perspective and uh, we'll we'll be, we have a lot of good guests coming up for the next, in the next couple of weeks. I'll be home on Friday, so we'll be, I'll be recording that from home. Uh, but anyway, guys, appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk soon. See you later. Bye bye. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.